This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, August the 19th. We've got news on a Kent Airport reopening and a look ahead to Gillingham's game this weekend coming up. But first today, a teenager's been arrested after a man in his 20s was stabbed to death in Tunbridge. It happened close to Avebury Avenue near the town's park in the early hours of this morning. Our reporter, Sean McPolin, has been to the scene. There's been a huge cordon put in place in Avebury Avenue. And there's um, police cars and officers scattered around the town. Um, Alleyways and a large part of the green um, near Riverside Walk has also been cordoned off. Um, It follows an incident earlier this morning where a young man in his 20s died. Um, A teenager has been arrested, but there's still a huge police presence in the town. Um, And a lot of uh, businesses in Avery Avenue, um, or most of them in fact, haven't been able to open. Um, The corner's been in place from the early hours of this morning. Well, police have told the Kent Online podcast that arrest was made just after half three this morning and the teenager is being held on suspicion of murder. Officers have spoken to a number of potential witnesses but do want to hear from anyone else who's got information. Detective Inspector Lee Neals has said they're working to establish the full circumstances. Details on how to contact police if you did see or hear anything are within the story at Kent Online. There you can also see pictures and video from the site. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today, and it's been closed for the past eight years, but Manston Airport has been given the go-ahead to reopen. Work can get underway as early as next month after permission was granted by the government. The owners want to turn the site in Thanet into a freight hub. Well, I'm joined now by our business editor, Chris Britcher. And Chris, the future of Manston Airport has been rumbling on for a very long time. Can you explain what's been decided? Hi, yes, Manston Airport has been one of the county's longest-running sagas. This week, the Department for Transport has granted what is known as a development consent order. This is required for permission for what are known as national significant infrastructure projects. In short, it paves the way for the owners of Manston, River Oak Strategic Partners, to reopen the airport as a freight hub. If the order has not been granted, it seemed most likely the site would be turned into a huge housing site, which had been proposed as an alternative in the past. Oh, and just to confuse the issue, a DCO had been granted before in 2020, but it was quashed by the High Court the following year after campaigners against the plans forced a judicial review. And remind us about its history, Chris, and indeed its closure. The airport, once upon a time an RAF base, has been closed to flights since it shut in 2014. Its last owner then, Anne Glogue, a co-founder of the stagecoach travel firm, pulled out saying it was unviable. And indeed, it has had a troubled past. Successive owners have tried and failed to make it a money-making airport. Listeners may remember it was used to operate limited passenger flights, most recently to Amsterdam's Schiphol Airport. Cloak sold the site to local developers, who drew up plans to redevelop it. But River Oak Strategic Partners bought the site back in 2019 and unveiled ambitious plans to get the runway operational again. Clearly, it has huge potential for an area where unemployment rates are the highest in Kent, and that has seen a very vocal campaign to get it reopened. Although, on the flip side of that, there are many which say it is doomed to failure and, particularly for those in Ramsgate, they don't want to be living under the flight path of heavy cargo planes. 
To clarify, currently the plans are only for freight flights to use the site, but there is the hope that if it proves a success, it could pave the way for passenger flights, particularly from budget airlines, to operate in the future. So when will we see planes taking off from there again then? Well, since it's been closed, the runway has been used as a huge lorry park and part of the car park was, for many months, a Covid testing site for Thanet, so there is a lot of work to do. But River Oaks says it plans to invest £500 million into the site and hopes, if all goes to plan, to see the first cargo flights take off early in 2025. And presumably this is great news as far as jobs are concerned. River Oaks says that by the 20th year of operation it hopes to have helped fuel 23,000 jobs both at the site and in the wider economy. There's certainly no doubt the potential is immense. The big question is can it go where no other commercial operator at the site has gone before and make it a success? Chris, thank you ever so much. We've also got reaction today from Sir Roger Gale. He's the MP for North Thanet and has been speaking to our colleagues at KMTV. I think this is very good news indeed for Thanet, whole of East Kent, the whole of Kent and indeed for the United Kingdom. The amount of investment that's going to be put into the redevelopment and reopening of the airport is colossal. It's a sum of money that East Kent has never seen before. In fact, Kent has never seen before. And it's going to make potentially a very significant difference to the economy of East Kent and could lead to the creation of many hundreds, if not thousands of jobs. There are investors lined up to inject about 500 million pounds at least into all the work that's going to have to be done, the groundwork, all the building work that's going to have to be done to completely modify, modernise, create a world-beating, state-of-the-art net-zero carbon airport. That's what we want to achieve, and that's what I think we will achieve. The problem with the airport before was that it was predominantly a passenger airport, and the economic model was not viable. The reason for basing the economic plan on freight first is to make the airport completely economic viable, economically viable before introducing the passenger services that we all want to see again. You can also watch their report in Kent tonight live from 5.30. If you missed the episode, you can watch it again by heading to our website, clicking on the KMTV tab. Where you can let us know what you think about the future of Manston. Perhaps you're happy about the news. Alternatively, are you concerned about noise and pollution? We'd love to know your thoughts. You can comment on the story at Kent Online. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Some news in brief. A Medway hospital has apologised after a 76-year-old man spent 27 hours sitting in a wheelchair while waiting in A&E, only to be told... They didn't have a bed for him. Melvin Terry suffers from a heart condition and was suffering chest pains and shortness of breath, but was turned away. It comes amidst reports that the NHS is undergoing a crisis with patients experiencing increasingly lengthy waiting times. An inquest has opened into the death of a student who drowned in a river near Tunbridge Wells. 23-year-old Dominic Maudsley died in the water off Powder Mill Lane earlier this month. A full inquest is due to take place in December. Head to Kent Online today to see the terrifying moment. Masked burglars crept around a kitchen after breaking into a mobile home in Ashford. They stole a 100-year-old machete after getting into the property in Aldington. It's the second raid there in the space of a year and caused thousands of pounds worth of damage. A woman's been injured following a hit and run in Ashford. Two vehicles collided at the roundabout on the A2070 Bad Munster Rifle Road as you head towards the M20. A 41-year-old man from Chatham has been arrested 
and released under investigation. And a man's been banned from keeping animals for 10 years after he left his dog home alone for at least two weeks. Joshua Exel from Greenhithe has pleaded guilty after the female Staffordshire Bull Terrier type dog was found with no food or water. The 25-year-old from Knockall Road was ordered to carry out 180 hours of unpaid work. Kent Online reports. Wicks has apologised to a sitting-born man who says he suffered an electric shock due to a badly fitted bathroom. Ian Young says he's also not been able to use the shower for the past seven weeks because it wasn't put in properly. You can see pictures on the website today. The company say they'll be visiting the house next week to make a full assessment and discuss it further. Now, learner drivers in Kent are facing a six-month wait to book their test because of a huge backlog. This is an issue we've actually spoken about on the podcast before. The industry has been struggling to keep up with demand since the pandemic and it sounds that things aren't getting any better. Lily Mall is learning to drive in Medway. It's just getting so ridiculous because you log in on at like 6am when the site goes live and it just says no tests available on every single test centre and you don't even get the option to like look ahead into 2023. I've been looking at Gillingham and it's just the same as everywhere else. It, every day just there's no tests available. Now it's feared it could put even more pressure on young people to pass first time and that in turn is having a damaging effect on their mental health. The DVSA say they're recruiting an extra 300 examiners and are carrying out tests at weekends and public holidays to try and clear that backlog as quickly as they can. We've also been speaking to Stuart Leslie who's from A-Class Driving School in Ashford. It's absolutely horrendous. Uh, we went 9 out of 13 months of lockdown where we weren't allowed to teach or test so we're a year behind the frustration of the waiting times it puts so much pressure on first time passing that that can then lead to the mistakes that they're then unsuccessful and then put back in the queue to book again do you string lessons out and go fortnightly do you take a month break and then you've got to pick it up again there are a few cancellations out there but the apps and the, and the computer bots out there are grabbing those before we get a chance to see them union bosses have labeled the owners of piano ferries as corporate gangsters after announcing record profits just months after sacking almost 800 crew. DP World recorded profits of £608 million for the first half of this year. The Trades Union Congress has called it an insult to common decency. An update now on a story we brought you in yesterday's podcast and a new provider stepped in to run a doctor's surgery in Chatham after the health watchdog suspended its registration. The Care Quality Commission took urgent action after visiting the Stonecross and West Drive sites earlier this month. Medway Medical Group is now overseeing operations and working to make improvements for the 9,000 patients on the books. Kent Online reports. A young Canterbury woman has been told she has just weeks to live after being diagnosed with a rare form of lupus and bone cancer. 33-year-old Stacey Jervis became poorly following the birth of her third child nine years ago. Her family have described her as a fighter and say the strength she's shown is overwhelming. They're fundraising and you can find details of a link to their page within the story at Kent Online. A pollution warning has been extended to nine Kent beaches after wastewater was was released into the sea. 
Not great news during the summer holidays, but we're being urged not to swim in the water in areas around Folkestone, Sheppey, Whitstable and Herne Bay. Southern Water say storm overflow procedures were carried out during heavy rain earlier this week to prevent flooding. And a 10-year-old girl from Sheppey is being praised today for getting help after her aunt fell downstairs, leaving her with a broken arm and badly cut head. It happened at flats on Russell Street in Sheerness. Sarah Townsend has been told she could be unable to work for up to 12 weeks because of her injuries. Well, her niece, Pixie Andrews, managed to make sure she didn't lose consciousness. Let's hear now from both of them. It happened on Sunday about half past eight in the evening and I lost my footing on a very steep, hard staircase. I was very shocked and um, I didn't really know what to do, but I just tried to calm myself down. So I knew, because my mum only lives around the corner, so I thought I'd call her um, so she can come as quickly as possible, she can help with the situation. It's not a great situation to put a, you know, a 10-year-old in and not a nice thing to have to see, but I suppose it's all, um, it's all lessons for life. And she'd done the best that she could. And, it, you know, I think it would be a ma- massively different story if she wasn't there because nobody heard me fall. Nobody saw me fall. It's only because she was there that they, they heard. So, but yes, very proud and honoured. Um, I feel uh, good about myself because if I was a lot younger, then I wouldn't know what I would have done. Um, so I feel um, very good. I'm just um, amazed how she kept so calm and collected for a 10-year-old. Most children of that age are a bit kind of scatty and don't really know what to do and kind of would be all over the place but she was very good very very grown up and kept me calm and you know kept making sure that I wasn't asleep or passed out or something so yeah she done really well so I'm just glad that she was there luckily Kent Online Sports Football first up and the future of Gillingham Women's Football Club is under threat. Owner and chairman Josh Oatham has announced he's stepping down and a new buyer needs to be found by the end of this month. The men's club withdrew funding two years ago during the pandemic and they're in desperate need of resources. The women are due to get their season underway with a trip to Watford this weekend. We'll return to football in a bit, but first Ken Steena Asher-Smith is going in the final of the 200 metres at the European Athletics Championships in Munich later. She'll be hoping to make up for a disappointing 100 when she pulled up with cramp. The race is at 20 past 10 this evening. Dina's also due to take part in the 4 by 100 metre relay final on Sunday. We'll have details of the result of that 200 metres in bulletins on our sister radio station KMFM tomorrow morning. Back to football then and Gillingham welcome Walsall to Priestfield this weekend. They'll be hoping to bounce back from Tuesday night's defeat to Harrogate. Tomorrow's opposition have had a decent start to the campaign with two wins out of their opening four games and their boss is former Jules player Michael Flynn. Well, let's hear first from Gillingham manager Neil Harris. I do take defeats badly and it does upset me and anger me um, but I have to manage that with try and be that level-headed person as much as I can, certainly around the players when I talk to you guys. So um, it, it does hurt me and it hurts the players immensely. Um, my job as always is to review understand why we lost or try and understand why we lost and then try and deliver that to the players in in the way befitting of what needs at the time and then picking the players up for the next one there's going to be spells during the season then there where where you 
you go and win games of football and, and, and kick on a little bit then there's going to be spells where you don't win for a little bit I didn't want ours to be right at the start of the season I've got, got to be honest um, and, and Walsall have had, had, had a solid start until losing at Barrow um, as I'm seeing the amount of games I'm watching at the moment there's not a lot in games there's, there's not a lot in them we've seen with our games not not a lot in them um, Walsall first few games were, were reliable at the back um, playing the back five and then were good on set plays you know, predominantly good on set plays and a threat so you have to you have to stand up to that and they've got a, a manager in the division that's experienced in 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 in, uh, in Flinney that knows the division really well so um but we know it's going to be enough another challenge it's down to us to not over focus on them to, to worry about us ourselves and, and make sure we're ready for the challenge and impose ourselves on the game it's another league two game it's a fresh challenge um also all going to be strong organized outfit and, and, and we have to match that and and I asked for a response in my players from the defeat at Tranmere and I got it in so many ways I got us trying to be braver with the ball and, and try and be more physical um, we just left ourselves exposed on the counter attack through lack of game management at times and, and that's where we have we you know it's another step we have to improve um, so we, we know the challenges we face against Walsall and, and you know we'll be ready we've also been catching up with Jill's midfielder Alex McDonald a tough team uh, they've got a striker who's in a very rich goal scoring form at this minute in time a very hard working team I've played against the manager many times over the years in you know in, in the league and in the playoffs and um, certainly know what to expect from his teams, um, so it's you know it's a battle that we should be relishing, and certainly one that we're we're trying to right our wrongs over the last week or so. We're not making excuses. Uh, we have we've got what we've got now, um, and it's up to us and the, the players in the dressing room to make sure that you know whatever time it is or whatever needs to be done to gel, that we make sure that we try and do it to the best of our capabilities, which is ultimately going to help us on the pitch. You know we've got some young players, we've got some experienced players, and we need to try and find the balance of. You know, making sure that we're letting everyone know that where we're falling short, and you know, certainly voice our opinions when it's when it's warranted, especially after a defeat at home. And you know, Tuesday night was no different, and, and we're going to carry on doing that because we've got to demand more from ourselves, we've got to demand from, more from our, uh, from each other, and you know, make sure that we take that forward with us. Kickoff tomorrow is at three. You'll be able to keep up to date with the action at Kent Online. Tennis and Kent's Emma Rajikanu has been knocked out in the third round of the Cincinnati Masters. She was beaten in straight sets by American Jessica Pagula overnight. The 19-year-old from Orpington had previously won impressive victories over Serena Williams and Victoria Azarenka on her way to the last 16. She is, of course, hoping to defend her US Open title in New York next month. And in cricket, Kent are taking on Yorkshire Vikings in the One Day Cup today. It follows Wednesday's washed-out game in Derby. The Spitfires have won two and lost three of their matches so far. Again, we'll have details of the result in our bulletins on KMFM tomorrow. You can also get details by heading to the sports section of the website. Well, that's all from us for today. Thank you ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do that, you need to subscribe. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. And whilst you're on the website today, you can read the latest review from our secret drinker. Plus, head to the What's On pages to find out everything that's going on in the county over the weekend. You've got the Red Arrows heading to Folkestone on Sunday. Plus, there is Pride in Medway tomorrow. Whatever you get up to, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. And we'll be back with the podcast on Monday. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.